Welcome to the Wolf Pussy Monologues podcast. Bringing exciting interviews and memorable episodes for your listening and viewing pleasure. Broadcasting from our beautiful studios in Los Angeles, we're definitely here for the shits and shenanigans. Now buckle up ladies and gentlemen, here's our motherfucking host, Max. What up, what it is, how you feeling, how you living, how you being? Welcome to another episode of Wolf Pussy Monologues. I'm your host, Max. So glad to be back on the mic one more time again with all my Wolfpack friends. Today, we have a special guest in the Wolf Den. Ladies and gentlemen, a very special guest. We have today, Big Smash of Bet the House Podcast. God damn it. Let's see if that helps. We're just going to wait and see if that helped the situation. Mm-hmm. It goes down on Instagram, don't it? Yeah, we're going to hang tight, Instagram. So you, yeah, do your thing, please. You know, the funny thing is, if I was shaking my ass or some shit, I wouldn't have not an interruption the whole damn video. Mm-hmm. Funny how that works. Uh oh. Bam! Here he is. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? So glad to have you in the Wolf Den tonight. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. If you would allow me to formally introduce you. Yes, all the people falling in. Bring your asses on in the wolf den, goddammit. We got the man, the myth, the legend in the motherfucking building. The motherfucking host of one of the baddest podcasts out there. Can you dig it? We got Big Smash of Bet the House Podcast. I am so excited to have you. Appreciate you, man. Man, man. I've been watching you since I got in the little game this year, and I'm just like, man, Big Smash don't fuck around. He, God damn, did he say that? Yes, the fuck he did. Sheesh, man. That's what makes make a lot of people scared of me, man. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, boy. This, this podcast game is full of people that are, that are scared of me. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. It makes sense, but at the end of the day, I just be wanting to see everybody win. Right, I right. See everybody drive. Don't think of me as a threat. Think of me as someone who who makes you step your shit up. Right. And that's just what it is. That's what I can do. So if I have to, you know, if I have to work harder in order for you to work harder, then that's what it is. Yeah. But I think a lot of people. I, a lot of people are scared of me because I have no filter. Uh-huh. I say I say and do the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I say and do the things that they want to do, but they too scared of to get canceled in order to do it. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You know? Oh yeah! So I asked all my guests, "What's something special that we don't know about you? There's something that you got hidden that we just don't know yet?" Um. I write stories. Uh, I write scripts. I got a whole bunch of scripts that I've been writing for about seven, eight years right now. And every so often, I go, I go around those scripts and update them. And you know, I'm sitting on a bunch of stories. I'm sitting on a bunch of wow. bunch of different things. So yeah, it's it's, it's different. It's Look different. at you! I'm, I'm, I'm something different. Indeed, I'm something different behind the scenes. Like, I dig that. So yeah, I got I got I got a lot of little different little, a lot of little different scripts that probably would be be hits if yeah. I really really sat down and and, and focused on them. That's they dope. would definitely be they would definitely be hits. I got a lot of poetry. Uh, I write I write same type poetry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, I I write I write baby making poetry. I can dig that. You know, ain't nothing wrong so, with it. <laughs> so that's 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 me in a nutshell. Wow. People don't know about me. That is fucking awesome. Undercover screenwriter. Look at that. Sheesh. Uh-huh. Look at you. 
Now, as a kid, what did you think you'd be doing as an adult? Honestly, with the with the way life was growing up for me, man, I I really didn't see see past twenty one. Mm. I really I really thought I really thought honestly somebody was gonna take me. Shit. You know, and that's and that's that's just the honest to God truth mm-hmm. because I was out here doing a lot of dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I was out here doing a lot of dumb things. I was out here fucking around with the wrong crowd. Uh-huh. I was out here. I was just out here wild. Mm-hmm. I had no no sense of direction. I had no sense of guidance. Like how they got now, big homies. I had no big homies. Like, mm. I felt like I was my I was my big homie. Right. You know what I'm saying? Shit. My oldest brother my oldest brother was my big homie. Mm-hmm. He got killed. He got killed at the age of sixteen. Mm. So after that and he got killed by one of his so called friends. Mm. So after that, my heart turned cold to a lot of shit. So I felt like I had no sense of guidance. I had no respect for nobody. I didn't really care. It didn't really matter to me what mm-hmm. you said and how you said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I honestly, I honestly didn't see adulthood. Shit. I didn't see adulthood. I didn't see past 21 because I felt like growing up around that era, around that time where I was coming up, you wasn't making it to see 21. Yeah, it was You just... wasn't making it, you know? And I watched, <sighs> I watched at six years old, I watched, I watched my mama shed all the tears she could. Mm-hmm. For her, for her oldest child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, I felt like at the end of the day, this world, I wasn't long for this world. That's mm-hmm. how I felt. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that, I felt like that uh, up until I had my first child at 20. And then that's when all the fuck shit ended for me. Mm-hmm. I felt like once I had him, he was brought into this world. I felt like this is my saving grace. This mm. is what's going to change my life. Right, right. And, this, and that that is what got me on the pedestal of I have to do better for him. Right. You know, right. I have to. It wasn't a it wasn't a must. It wasn't you know it was mandatory. I right. had to. So uh, as a kid, I always felt like you know. Live life while you got it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy life. Enjoy life for the moment. Enjoy life while it's here. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then everything that you worked hard for is not is not long for this world. And that was one of my biggest things. Like I am not long for this world. And it took me having a kid to realize, yo, this kid is never gonna go through the shit that I went through. Damn never, right. My 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 daddy wasn't always there for me. Mm-hmm. But that was one thing. That was one thing my oldest was wasn't gonna say about me. He wasn't never gonna tell people. Oh yeah, my dad. My dad. He was never there. He ain't really care about me. He was never gonna tell people that. Right. Right. Never. And so, so yeah, that was always my thing. I didn't really, I didn't really think long term because I felt like, you know, somebody was gonna do some shit to me. Mm. Mm-mm. That's heavy to have on your head as a child coming up. Like shit, yeah. you supposed to be worried about nothing, fucking homework and shit, and that's it. Yeah. Man, so you was pretty much grown as a damn kid, mm-hmm. thinking along yeah, those lines. I, I mean, I mean, I started really taking care of myself at the age of fourteen. Mm. Like I felt like I felt like couldn't nobody really tell me nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be told anything. Mm-hmm. My pops, my pops at the time was was whipped. His wife, his wife ran his life. Whatever she said went. Mm-hmm. So she made my life a living hell. Mm-hmm. And um, I got sent to juvie. And once I got really? sent to juvie and I got out of juvie, I realized, yeah, there, there's really nothing there in this house for me. So I went, I left. You know what I'm saying? Because the reason being that I got stuck with my dad in the first place is because I got kicked out of seven elementary schools in a two-year span. Seven? Wait, elementary? Elementary. We, we, wasn't we still coloring? 
<laughs> Shit, you was a, well, a a little big man in that motherfucker. That's... I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it got to the point where uh, they put me in a uh, in a school that charged tuition, and I don't I don't think I lasted two weeks in that school. Mm. And now you know you know you have to be bad when the school is telling your mama, "Hey, look, we're gonna write you a we, check." We can't, we can't, we gonna refer, be reimbursed. You, we just came. We, we, we gonna, we gonna write you a check, and you can come get your son. God. Take your money. Damn. You don't want your money. Here's your reimbursement. We gonna write you a check. Yeah. Told her hey, flat man. out, her money ain't good here. Mm. Facts. And and so my daddy was like, "Yo, I'm gonna take him." And I don't know his, his way of discipline didn't really work for me. Uh-huh. You know he. He would he would beat my ass true enough. I'm getting my ass beat true enough. But it was like this shit don't bother me. It hurt for the moment, but then it's like I'm right back to doing the same shit that got me in trouble in the first place. So yeah, I, I had a I had a I'm not gonna say I had a bad childhood. My childhood was decent. My childhood was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Problem with that is um, everybody's gonna act the way that they act. They're going to go how they act. They're going to act how they act accordingly. Mm-hmm. And the problem the problem that I had growing up was I don't felt like anybody could tell me anything. Even now, at this age now, I feel like you can't really tell me nothing because I've lived everything at an early age. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you can't tell me anything. But if you're willing to teach me something that I didn't know, I'd be willing to listen. Totally different. But but the way that I'm feeling now, you can't tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you can't you can't talk at me about anything. Mm-hmm. You can talk you can talk to me, and I'll listen. But you can't talk at me, right? Because again, I've been my own big homie mm-hmm. since I was I was about eight years old. I never took, I never I never I, I never listened. I never wanted to be the drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be the plug. I never wanted to be the drug dealer, the mm-hmm. drug runner. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the plug. So that that's a whole nother my oh God, man. Shit. Alright, Nino. God damn it, shit. Uh oh. Just turn it a little bit, maybe ease away from the microwave a little bit. Uh-oh, ladies and gentlemen, we got some technical difficulties. Bear with us, bear with us. Don't you hate that shit? Book getting all good and shit? God damn it. Shit. Come on back, Big Smash. Come on back. Just give it a little wiggle. Just give it a little wiggle. Oh, shit. We done lost Big Smash. Maybe he'll be right back. He'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. We don't do commercials. We do smoke breaks, goddammit. Go get your lighters, damn it. He coming right back. He coming right back. He coming right back. Big Smash is coming right back. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is, goddammit. Shit. I can't put the book down. I'm over here like, what? You did what? Seven elementary schools. You little bad motherfucker, you shit! Whew. Had that, yeah, that Android Wi-Fi going. You know, shit. I got an Android. I had to get my black ass on the home internet. Shit. Hey, sugars, how you doing? I see you. I see you. Mm-hmm. Let's see a big smash another limo. Hopefully, don't nothing. There he is. There he is. Yes. Come on back on in here. Come on back on in here. Mm. 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 Sheesh. There somebody, he is. Somebody, somebody had called me, man. Oh, okay, okay. Um, pardon the interruption on that. But, um, yeah, so I felt like, I felt like, couldn't nobody really tell me shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't want, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to tell me anything because I felt like I knew it all. Uh-huh. I felt like, I felt like there was nothing you could tell me. Mm-hmm. But there was this dude. That was this dude. He was thirty-five years old. Mm-hmm. I was fifteen. Okay. I guess this is when they could say this is when you earn your stripes in the hood. 
whatever. The dude was 35 years old. He was an OG. And he kept fucking with me. He kept fucking with me. I don't know why. I ran with a whole lot of crew of niggas, but he kept fucking with me. Mm -hmm. I guess because I was the biggest dude in the bunch. And he did something to me, and I just snapped. I just fucking snapped. And I ended up stomping his motherfucking head in. Mm. Three days later, he pulls up on me on the block with a shotgun. God damn. Here we go. Straight, straight to my face and said, yo, I'll blow your shit smooth off. Now, he had two guns behind his head at the same time. He had one in my head. So we all switched to some dead motherfuckers. motherfuckers. Shit. But, <laughs> but, uh, Cooler heads prevailed. You know what I'm saying? Cooler heads prevailed. Sense was made. And nobody got hurt. Nobody got hurt that day. Good. Good. It got to the point where... (laughs) It got to the point where... uh, You got to think about it at the same time. Like, what is your life... My mama, want ask, my mama asked me one time, what do you want out of your life? Mm-hmm. At 15, I, like I said, I already felt like I wasn't long for this. Uh-oh, they're blowing you up again, smash shit. At, there we go. <laughs> at, 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 at 15, I already felt like I wasn't long for this world. I felt like somebody was going to take me. I felt like somebody was going was gonna to end my life. That's what I don't know. You know, I'm from I'm from a city where homicides is normal. You know Damn. what I'm saying? People are kill you in broad daylight and won't think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in my neighborhood, I felt like I felt like shit. It wasn't nothing left for me to accomplish in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like I felt like, honestly, I felt like, um, I felt like society's, society's, uh, ugly stepchild. That's how I felt. I felt like, I felt like didn't nobody love me, didn't nobody understand me, didn't nobody want me. And I think that's the reason why I wilded out the way that I did with all these damn schools and shit. Mm So, um, growing up, I just felt like, I felt definitely super unloved. Mm. So every every feeling that I wanted that I wanted to have that I did not have as a child, I put into my kids. Mm-hmm. I let them know that they are loved, that yeah. they are valued, that mm-hmm. they are appreciated. And everything that I didn't have, I made sure they didn't want for it. Mm-hmm. So I looked at it as. I wanted to always do right by my kids because I can always tell them the world is not going to do right by you. Right. Because the world, the world for damn sure didn't do right by me. Right. But I didn't make no, I didn't make no, no excuses though. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about me. I never made an excuse as to why shit is the way that it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like people out here, you have to start telling your kids the truth about this world. Indeed. You can't sugar, you can't sugarcoat it. Right. You can't tell them uh, everything is roses and daisies and flowers. And you got to prepare them. You, you can't tell them that. You're right, because they need to be protected going out. You know, they need to know the difference between shit and Shinola. Otherwise, they're going to be eating shit. And everybody got time for that. Right. Man. And I, think it's, I think it's scary that people don't understand. They don't understand how hard One sec, ladies and gentlemen. One sec. Big smash from Bet the House podcast, giving us gems, ladies and gentlemen. I am so thrilled. One second. These technical difficulties is crazy when you be spitting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whew. I hope everybody's enjoying the interview. He'll be right back. 
You must have got a call you got to go ahead and take care of. I'm quite sure he'll be right back. So far, I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the interview. I'm enjoying it. Yes, yes, yes. Whew. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. Indeed, indeed. Best send out that limo. Thank you guys for being patient. I appreciate you guys being patient. Thank you very much. Yeah, Instagram ain't shit. It's all good. Because in a minute, y'all going to be looking at me from your homes and the TV and shit. And all you got to do is, you know what I'm saying, hit volume up. You understand what I'm talking about? It's all good. Just give it a minute. Just give it a minute. Yeah. You won't have to worry about Instagram. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the page we trying to be on. Can you dig it? I know that you could. Mm-hmm. Come on, Big Smash. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Very delightful. My man is a undercover screenwriter. That is dope. Are you just writing movies for fun and shit? The fuck is that? <laughs> that is crazy. Crazy. I love it though. I love it. Mm-mm. I got something that popped up weird. Wait a minute. Let's do another one. Let's send out another one. Instagram on they real fuck shit tonight. Acting like they don't want to let a brother in. There he is. All right. Boom. Big smash. Back at you. All right. So, so basically, you know, um, sometimes the worst things, like when you start, when you start seeing everybody around you die or everybody go to jail, mm-hmm. when you start seeing people move away. Or you start seeing you start seeing this shit. It your mind your mind takes on a different thing. Indeed, I think that's the I think that's the reason why I am the way that I am because mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen death, I've seen struggle, I've seen pain, I've seen these things at a young age. So it made me have a different mentality. It was like, yo, the world is always the world is not as peaches as cream as the TV makes it. Right. TV, radio, all that shit makes the world seem like it's so peaceful. Glamorous and, and nice. Then, and, then, and, then, and then when you're in the jungle, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's a different feeling. Right. It's a different space. It's a different... It, it just opens you up. So I feel like part of the reason why I am the way I am today is because of everything that I went through. Everything that I adapted from, everything mm-hmm. that I grew up from, mm-hmm. you know, I lost a lot. I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of associates. I lost a lot of family members. Um, I've seen things that it really, really reflect. I've had to. I've had to go through life and go through losing, losing people that meant everything to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it made my it. It made my heart cold in a sense. Yeah. But but then it also left an opportunity for having full of love. Because I'm 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 deeply full of full of love. I'm I'm definitely full of love and that's and that's the reason why. I got all the love for you in the world. But I ain't gonna let you fuck me over because I love you. If that makes sense. Oh, it made perfect like, sense. I got, I got all the love for you in the world. I do anything you, anything I can possibly do. Mm-hmm. But I ain't gonna let you fuck me over just cause I love you. Mm-mm. And that's what I had. That's what I had to go through life, and I had to explain to people that I don't do the things and say the things I do. See, when people hear Big Smash, when they hear Big Smash, and they hear Back the House, they hear. Uh, egotistical ass dude but you gotta understand I didn't become an egotistical ass dude because I can talk the talk I also do what the fuck I'm supposed to do mm-hmm. like a 
lot of people do not give me the love and the credit that I give back. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I give so much love and so much credit to this podcast world. Real shit. These motherfuckers will these motherfuckers will shit on me and piss on me and won't think twice about it. Cold game. But but that's cool though. Because I don't I don't do this for for the ones that don't give me credit. Mm-hmm. Anybody that I've ever worked with or been affiliated with, I've tried my hardest to give them the game as it was give, as it was never given to me. Mm-hmm. Nobody, let me tell y'all something. I got blackballed podcasting. When I first first started podcasting, I was on a show. And it wasn't my show. It was somebody else's show. Mm-hmm. And they brought me on as a as a as a guest. Mm-hmm. And then now the fans are interested. Dude, they're wondering who is this dude? Because I came basically I became the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they couldn't take that. They wanted the show to be about them and them only, and so it moved from we're gonna give you a tryout, and if all goes well, you're gonna be a permanent host of the show. Mm-hmm. And then it went to, nah, man, you too good, man. We're gonna bring you on for special appearance. <laughs> I'm not a special appearance kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. So this is how this is how I got introduced into podcasting. Mm-hmm. I became a podcaster when motherfuckers tried to special guest my ass. That's bullshit, boy. You, you you ain't gonna do that. So then, so then when I started podcasting, this is before I knew anything about copywriting and uh uh trademarking my name and all that mm-hmm. shit. This is before I knew about any of those things. Mm-hmm. I had an I, I had an idea. The idea was I had the name of a show. I had the promo. I had everything going. We was going to be cooking with grease. We was here. Two days before I was supposed to premiere, somebody else took my name. They took my idea of what the show was going to be about, and they ran with it. The same hating-ass niggas that I told, like, yo, I'm going to do my own shit. They went back and told somebody else my idea, and somebody else walked away Uh oh, we lost Sam. Mm, mm, mm. Boy, I tell you, this book good as a motherfucker. Shit. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Damn. Bet the house so good they had to snatch it. Damn. And it's still hitting. Little technical difficulties. It's, we coming back. We coming back. Ooh, ooh, sheesh. Mm, mm, mm. be back, ladies and gentlemen. We just got some technical difficulties going on, but ooh, wait. Mm. I did not know that. I love it when I find out stuff I didn't know either. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Took the brother name and idea two days before premiering. Okay, FT, FT, 
S-T-R-G. That was my name. You S-T-R-G. is bullshitting. Short. <laughs> that was my name. That was my name, right? Um, I transferred over from that, and uh, yeah, that was that was that was that was my first ever rap name. And uh, my daddy, my daddy gave me a pair of shoes that was like way too fucking big. So, uh, my 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 other name was Seventeen Inches. Because that's that's the size the shoe that's the size the shoe was, right? <laughs> so, so that that was my other name. My other rap name was uh I was gonna make a whole album about eating pussy. I didn't know I didn't know what the fuck it was, but I felt like it was gonna fail. So that was, oh, that was gonna be my whole demonstration, right? That was gonna be my whole my whole demonstration. So, long story short, I had a uh, I had a record label. It was called Smash House. You know what I'm saying? It was called Smash House. And when dude stole my name, it was like, <clears throat> okay, so what we gonna what we gonna do now? Mm-hmm. What we gonna do now? What we gonna do now? What we gonna do now? So it came to me. It was like, okay, look, we gonna put everything on the house. Everything that we doing. Be betting the motherfucking everything. We, everything. everything Everything that we doing, we gonna put on the house. Yeah. So that's why I became that's why I became Bet the House podcast because I felt like it's now or never for me in this shit. Either I'm gonna do this shit the right way, or I ain't gonna do it at all. We gonna do we all in. We ain't halfway out. Right. And, um, when I came out with my first episode, I had like I had like four hundred I had like four hundred listens. My first ever episode. Mm. And most of the people that were, most of the people that were listening, came from the other show I was on that they wanted the special guest my ass on. So I know that's right. So, so after that, my numbers started dropping, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, what the fuck going on? Yeah. So one of the homies from over there, he was like, yo, I ain't want to tell you this, but bro said he ain't fucking with nobody that's supporting your shit. So that's why your numbers and shit, if you notice any difference in your numbers, that's the reason why. Mm. And I said, okay, cool. Damn. I said, that's what, that's what fuck niggas on. You, you, you know, so. Niggas really I podcast hating like that? Like for real? And this is, this is when I became Big Smash for real. Like I, I let these motherfuckers have it every chance I got. Like you wasn't, you wasn't going to play with me. So. Uh, it got to the point where now you can't ignore me. Right, right. You're not the, you're not a cast in Chicago. Anymore. I exist. I'm yes. Here. You're not. The, and they and they were a pretty decent show. They had a pretty dope following. They had a they had a pretty dope following. So they had to acknowledge me that I existed. Mm-hmm. And this is where I I felt like yeah. So when I had all these doors slamming in my face, couldn't get people to come on my show. Couldn't get people to guest host. I couldn't get people to co-host. People are flaked. They tell me I'm gonna be there. And don't show up. Mm. We gonna be there. We gonna do this. We gonna rock. I said, cool. Fuck y'all. Straight like that. It took me meeting. It took me meeting Shante. Shante is by far the inspiration for what we do over here. Mm. Okay. If I had never met her, honestly, Back the House would have probably been done. Because mm. I remember, I remember, uh, I was dropping, I was dropping one episode a month. Totally different than what I do now. I was dropping one episode a month. Okay. And there came a time where people weren't listening to me no more. And it was fucking with me. It was fucking with my mental. It was like, yo, yeah. I'm fucking dope. The shit that I'm saying is dope. Yeah. The shit is dope. It was fucking with my mental and it was like, I don't even want a podcast no more. And then I met Shantae around that time that I wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. And she would tell me, your show is dope. Don't let nobody get to you. Don't let nobody tell you this. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep doing this. And then I remember I couldn't get nobody to come on my show. Bet the House, if y'all go back to season one and season two, Bet the House is totally different. 
Most of them episodes was just me. Mm-hmm. I had I had my sister, my sister Bree, but she's not really a podcaster. She's a college a college student. Mm-hmm. So, but she podcasts with me out of love and respect for me. Yeah. So, Shante, and it's funny because she knew nothing about podcasting. She'll tell you this herself. She knew nothing about podcasting. But uh, she told me, she said, hey, you want to listen? I'm, I would be some. You need somebody to talk to. You need somebody to bounce off a show and bounce off of. I do that for you. We do it together. And that is really when Becca House changed. Mm-hmm. He changed because it added a different element to the show. So not only did I have someone who knew how deep this podcast shit was for me, mm-hmm. it gave me my it gave me my mojo back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it gave me my mojo back. It gave me my strength back because I'm telling you, I was at this point where I wanted to quit. Cut the motherfucking mic off anymore. I didn't. I didn't want to do this shit anymore. Yeah. I felt like it was a it was a lost cause. So um, she ended up bringing that together, and um, we did a lot. We did a lot. Like she ended up having a lot of ideas. She ended up having a lot of a lot of everything that we do mm-hmm. it came from her, and it kept saying like, "Yo, I'm gonna marry this woman because most of these people would have quit on my dreams and my goals. Ain't nobody yeah. got time." Especially in this day and age, ain't nobody got time to hear motherfuckers' goals and dreams. So to have someone so so enamored by by my thoughts wasn't a better feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So that the house that the house became, you know, something different because now now people are paying attention. Yeah. Now people are starting to grasp what it is the fuck we doing over here. Mm-hmm. Now they starting to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, I ended up getting more co-hosts. I ended up getting, getting more fans. Uh, Shantae, what people don't understand is Shantae does a lot of better house shit behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. At that time, a lot of shit behind the scenes was being handled by her. So, we ran with it, man. We ran with it. We kept putting episode after episode after episode. We we kept we kept cranking it out. Yeah. At the same time, I still feel like I wasn't getting the love and support that I really wanted. So I said, I'm gonna switch it up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start doing for others what wasn't done for me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing the shit that wasn't done for me. Like, this shit wasn't done for me. Nobody's reaching out telling me how to do this. Uh, you need this type of equipment. Use this. Use this. Do yeah. this. Talk like this. Move like this. When you say words like this, do this. Nobody was trying to guide me. So I said I wanted to be the beacon of light and help my fellow podcasters. And it happened. Mm-hmm. I started slowly. I started slowly building relationships up with other podcasters. Because that was my goal. I remember being told no so many fucking times. I remember being told fuck you so many times. I remember being told your show ain't big enough for me. Ooh, so many times. So it didn't make me feel good. It didn't make me feel good at all. It hurt my fucking spirit Mm -hmm. to know that, damn, these people are really out here. We all on the same level. Ain't none of us making millions off this shit. So... This shit hurt my soul. It hurt my spirit. Mm. Mm Mm-mm-mm. Come on back. Come on back. Sheesh. Oh, my goodness. I can definitely feel where you're coming from on that. Oh. So, it, um... It threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, yo, the first time I get, I'm going to help somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pass for everything that somebody taught me, that nobody taught me. I'm going to teach you the game around everybody else. And um, I felt like I was on my way. 
felt like I was on my way. I felt like everything was moving. Everything was going to be cool. And then uh, the, inf- the infamous live happened. And it fucked my life up the way that it should have. But uh, it fucked me up. It fucked me up. The infamous live, for those that don't know, yes. was uh, I had, it was a rough time in my life. I watched two children that, that my, my two children were ripped away from me and moved, packed up and moved to another city and I didn't know where they were. Mm. And at the same time, my aunt, a lady that helped raise me, passed. And I didn't Damn. get a chance to see her. I didn't get a chance to make peace with her or anything. She passed. And then at the same time, you know, as much effort as I put into podcasting, uh, my marriage, my marriage started to suffer from it mm-hmm. because I would put, I would put so much into podcasting and so little into my marriage at the time. And all of this was happening in the span of two weeks. Like shit. all this shit was coming. It was coming. It was coming. And I ended up, I ended up going live. And in the midst of this live, I was spazzing out. I was saying shit that I shouldn't have said. Mm. I was acting, I was acting way out of my character. Now, I took the live down. But someone who I thought was a friend of mine screen recorded the screen recorded the live. So now in this community, in this community that I had built up, I built all these relationships up. Like all these podcasters were working together and they were coming together off of me because Big Smash helped put them all together. None yeah. of these motherfuckers knew each other until I started collabing and putting combinations together. Mm-hmm. And it hurt it hurt it hurt to know that the people that I respected the most didn't even have the audacity to come and talk to me about the shit. They just assumed. So it fucked up it fucked me up. I lost a lot of trust. A lot of people lost my trust with that shit. And a lot of people did in in conclusion with all the shit that I had going on, because I was gonna build a whole fucking podcast conglomerate. Mm. We, we was going to have our own radio station. We was going to transform it to TV. We was going to have a whole radio station full of just podcasts. Like, I had a whole vision. Yeah. And that fuck shit happened. Now, granted, I said some fucked up, badass words that no man should have. And that's being piled on to it. Oh, he was beating on her on the line and all this shit. Shit that you clearly cannot see. Like, okay. You have... You have people that made up this narrative and people ran with it. Mm-hmm. So that caused a lot of relationships. Um, I lost a lot of close friends off of that. Man. I did. One of my co-hosts, he uh, he he dis he disassociated himself with me because of that. Wow. And I ain't gonna lie, it still fucks with me to this day because I felt like, you know, we was the dream team. We couldn't be yeah, touched. Yeah. And it still fucks with me to this day. Cause a lot of things were said between me and him, a lot of words were said, a lot of bad blood, things that we can't necessarily change or, you know, and it's cool. I'm over it, but it still fucks with me. Mm-hmm. So I had to go even harder. I had to go even harder because it was just me now. Mm-hmm. It was just me. I didn't have the 50 podcast podcasters that was riding with me. I didn't have that. Either. I didn't have that. I fought a lot of battles. I cried a lot of nights because I felt like, damn. Anytime you people wanted to reach me, you could reach me. Right. Anytime, you, anytime you needed Smash there, Smash was there. Mm-hmm. Anytime you had something personal going on, Smash was there. Smash would give you the shirt off his back. He would give you the last dollar to his name, and he would make sure that nobody, nobody disrespected you to me. I don't give a fuck who it was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to disrespect me. Mm-hmm. Um, it hurt, man. It hurt. Um, 
I battled with depression, depression all my life because of the shit that I have seen and done. Yeah. And this was about to take me into a deep, dark hole of depression. <coughs> but you know what? Despite, Excuse me. despite all the fuck shit that was being said about me, everybody, a lot of people, it was only a few. It was only a few that stuck around. It was only a few that stuck around and didn't pick sides. Mm-hmm. And but the main, the main important person that never wavered, even though it was hard as hell, because I'll admit it, man. Smash, Smash did a lot of fuck shit. I ain't even gonna lie. I've, I've done a lot of fuck shit since I've been married. I did a lot of fuck shit. I did a lot of hurtful shit, and she still stayed. She mm-hmm. stuck around. You mad enough to admit it? That she rode that wave of embarrassment for me, even mm-hmm. though she didn't have to. Yeah, you know, and it was it was definitely embarrassing because I always said I don't give a fuck what y'all say about me, but this lady right here, they were they were saying shit like uh, she was weak, she couldn't leave me, she was basically being held hostage. Wow! All this all this other goofy shit like wow. This this woman is very educated. She has a mind of her own. She she's actually walked out on me several times. Mm-hmm. She's kicked me out several times. Mm-hmm. So when you say shit like that, I got real offended. So yeah. it was personal. It, right. was, it was personal. It definitely. was it was definitely personal. I was coming I was coming back with a vengeance. Bet the house was coming back with a vengeance and we wasn't gonna stop. So mm-hmm. uh we started working harder. Started working harder. We started, we started, you know, we started getting back to getting back to us. And um, once people found out they couldn't stop the train, once people found out they couldn't stop at the house, mm-hmm. they started, they started moving different. They started, I'm going to tell you what they started doing. It's so funny. The podcasters that were not fucking with me anymore, right? Mm-hmm. I left, I left them alone. I used to go announce who I was working with. Mm-hmm. I had to stop doing that because when I announced who I was working with, who, who was going to work with me, these podcasters would jump in their inbox. Hey, you know what he did? You know I, you know what he did? If you don't know what he did, here's the video. Here's the clip. He we have the and, clip for you. Yeah. Who the yeah, fuck I, asked you? Goofy shit, on some goofy shit. Mm. They, were, they were literally, they were literally doing this to me, and I was just like, "Yo, this some fuck shit." Yo, I like I'm Brian Gumble or somebody in this so, motherfucker. What the fuck is yeah, this? Were, <laughs> so, so I stopped announcing who I was working with until it was done. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I had, I had to, I had to stop yeah. announcing what I was doing until it was done, and then. uh this is how I started. So I had to separate myself completely from that community. Mm-hmm. Cause they were basically telling they were basically telling other podcasts, hey, you work with Bet the House, you can't work with us over here. And it's strength in numbers. It's ten different podcasts and it's just Bet the House. Who you gonna side up with? You gonna side up with the with the more the the more's more. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that. And so then it became the point I right, look. We're not going to let nobody stop us. We're not. We're not going to let nobody stop us. As you should. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep pushing. Um, this is how I met the 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 Morios. This is how I met the Arsays. This is how I met the Cognac Rooms. This is how I met uh, Queen Elevation. This is how I met the Tyler. This is how I met... Um, it's, 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 it's a bunch of them. I have a I have a personality. I have a personal relationship with everybody that I work with. Mm-hmm. I started doing Better House meeting groups. I started doing Better House Top Fifty podcasts. I started mm-hmm. doing things to help to help bring us together, to influence us together, and, and for us to grow. Yeah. I started. This is how I started building my piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna tell you. The podcasters that stuck with me, now they let me know I was wrong, but they also didn't kick me while I was down, and that's why I'm forever indebted to 
Procast, to Dolomite, to the Cool Out Corn, mm-hmm. to, uh, to, uh, it's, it's a lot of, it's, it, it's a lot. Conversations will laugh. It was everybody. It's a lot of people that gave me a lot of, a lot of insight. They towed to my ass behind the scenes. But they didn't publicly shame me and bash me like everybody else. Like, they didn't come tell me, dog, good job, at a boy. No, them motherfuckers let me have it behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Because mm-hmm. they felt like these are private conversations you got to have. Right. They didn't try to put it on blast and use me as podcast material. Right. And, and all that other shit. So, mm-hmm. this is why I have respect for those people. Because they could have easily been like, Nah, man, we're not fucking with you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we gonna bash you like because that seemed like the easy thing to do. The easy way let's out. Let's bash big smash. Mm-hmm. Let's bash big smash. Let's 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 bash big smash. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I started building my own my own relationships with newer newer podcasts because I wanted to, I wanted all of us to grow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying and. Uh, I started doing Better House Top 50, and then people had something negative to say about that. Oh, what makes your show? Who are you to tell me where my show ranks? Da, 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 da. Who are you to do this? Who are you? That's how I met you. That's how I met you. If you remember, we, we hadn't even had a conversation before, and I brought you on to a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. and we've been, we've been sticking seeds ever since. Cause you even appeared on on a, on a, on an episode of Better House this season. This week, this the season we in now. Yeah. So, you know, I put a lot of people together. Mm-hmm. I, it's beautiful when I see different podcasters together. Like I just seen a podcast live with you, the Tyler's and Lingo, and you know people won't admit this. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all met each other through me. It probably never would have happened if we hadn't been linked. Never would have together. People don't give people don't give me my credit, and it ain't even that I want you to give me credit. It's just acknowledge that somebody was there for y'all to help put shit together. To think That's a bridge. Mm-hmm. That's what I want because I never charge for nothing. Right. I never charge for advice. I never charge for help. You can reach me any time of day. I feel like I had to do something different. Mm-hmm. So I put together I put together all my little shows and we rock with it. Mm-hmm. So when people started doing uh, who do you think you is and, 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 and who, who are you to rate my show and all this other shit, I was like, okay, cool. I know what I got to do. And that's exactly what, what had to happen. Yeah. So we started. So now... Uh, you started doing the podcast debate. You feel like your show is all that? Let's talk about it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do the podcast debate. We're gonna have fun with it. Mm-hmm. You feel like your show is the best? Let's do it. Prove it. Mm-hmm. But I think the one big thing about it is, man, I, I genuinely, I genuinely want to see everybody win. Mm-hmm. I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe, uh, this shit is, is, is for, uh, all the bullshit, all the podcast beef, all that shit is for the birds. You did. I truly feel like, I truly feel like we have to fall. And Mags, I hate to do this. Can I get, can I get right back to you in like two minutes? I got to run downstairs grab you. Okay. So. If you give me two minutes, I'll be right back. Gotcha. All right, y'all. We're going to hang out for dos minutos. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to hang out for two minutes. Indeed. Man, who knew Big Smash was such a good book? I feel like I'm in volume three of Big Smash Chronicles. This shit is dope as fuck. Yo, y'all do not go nowhere. We just gonna hang out in the wolf den and chill out and shit. You can go to the bathroom, but come back. You know what I'm saying? Come back. I'm gonna leave the live open and shit. If you know Instagram, be what the fuck shit. You know, I don't know what it is about it. Anywho, man, man, man. Mm. 
I'm about ready to pop me some pop water in this motherfucker. I swear. Mr. Smash, we have some shit going on. Who knew? Mm, mm, mm. Jeez. Hope y'all enjoying the interview. Like I said, I'm enjoying shit. Shit. I got a question. I'm dying to ask. Like, yo, what you feel about this? <laughs> y'all got to stay tuned. Got to hear this shit. Just based on the conversation alone, you got to hear this man's response to the question I'm going to ask next. This is my final question. Y'all going to fucking love it. I love it. It's going to be awesome. Indeed. Wowzers, man. Wowzers. The shit that goes down. Real talk. Mm-hmm. People take the time to understand him as a person and, you know, actually talk to him instead of talking about him. You need to learn some things. Like, this brother's pretty solid. Motherfucker, you know? Real shit. Man, give him his flowers now. Real shit. God damn it. Think I'm going to have to do that right now. Mm-mm-mm. You gonna wait? You gonna wait the two minutes? You ever been smoking a joint? And that motherfucker hit so hard that you caught right up in the air and you just like, yo. Ooh, shit. Mm. They do it to me sometimes, you know? Just, mm. That Cali shit, I don't know what the fuck. I guess I done fucked around and got old, ladies and gentlemen, because, mm. I don't know what they're putting in this shit. Mm-hmm. Wait on Mr. Smash to get back in the wolf den, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> Such a great interview. I am digging it, loving it. Vibes are great. Great guests. Great audience. Everything's fucking great. It's like a fucking bowl of Frosted Flakes in this motherfucker. Just great and shit. You know what I'm saying? Where the fuck is Tony the Tire in this bitch? Sheesh. Damn, big smash, big smash. Boy, boy, boy. He live there. How are you? Yes, we're just waiting for our special guest to wrap some things up. Two minutes, two minutes. Let's call it an intermission, if you will. Time for drinks and bathroom breaks and shit. Mm-hmm. Just don't go to the stove, because that's going to take too fucking long. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Whew, man. I am enjoying this fucking interview, y'all. He is a really deep person. I like deep people. Mm, very much so, very much so. Yes, I hope y'all had a great weekend. Time to get back on that money tomorrow, ain't it? I think it's about time for that money making Monday. Make some money for the last week of the year and shit. Expel all the negative shit. So let's do a little activity while we wait, shall we? Yeah, we're working on expelling energies and shit. Okay? So, we go inhale the weed, exhale the negative bullshit. You know what I'm talking about? Because we ain't taking none of that bullshit across the motherfucking river in a few days. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't even want to think about what pissed me off. And this year, next year, I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to write it down. I'm not going to do none of that fuck shit. I'm not, none of that shit. Don't give it no energy. I suggest you do the same. You know what I'm saying? Because if you carry the negative energy on and shit, guess what happens? It attaches to your motherfucking ass to the whole year round. And you got 12 more months to fuck ready to go through because you didn't cleanse your shit. So, I strongly suggest... You go get you some water, you know what I'm saying, or some Hennessy. I don't know, whatever you want to bless your shit with. Just cleanse and let it go. All right, special guest back in, god damn it. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bam, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I said I'd be right back. Yes, sir, we kept the live open for you. Just doing our little 
energies, expulsions, and shit. Yeah. Going into the so new yeah. year. So, yeah, it, uh, all the bullshit that I went through and it prepared me for what I'm going to do next year. I and got what's going to happen next year is total growth. Yeah. Total, I already said, like, I'm not beefing or talking down to nobody. I ain't got the time for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything that I'm about to do, I'm about to do it. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody, ain't nobody going to get in the way of that. I get tired of people. We got enough people down in each other. Right. We got enough of that. So it's time to elevate. It's time Indeed. to expand. It's time to grow. Indeed. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Indeed. Indeed. Now, oh, be- before. I like, I feel. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you, how does it feel for you to be a black man? in this day and age? I'm still proud to be black despite everything that goes on with that. You know, people look at you, uh, the world looks at at a black man as an asterisk, as an asterisk mark. Like you don't belong in our world. And every day we find ways to tell them that we do belong in this world because without us, this world wouldn't be shit. So <laughs> we we make this world we make this world go around in more ways than they want to give us credit for. So I feel like um, being a black man is definitely a highlight for me. Um, I never let nobody tell me anything different. Mm-hmm. I let nobody. I'll never let anybody make me feel like I'm weak, like I'm inadequate. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're, you're, you're the color of my skin does not determine my brain and my right. mind and where I feel like I can take my life. So it doesn't even really bother me what other people think. I know I'm black and I know I'm great. So that's what it means to me. It means the world to me, and it's gonna mean the world to my kids. Oh, oh, oh man, that's beautiful. I gotta know. I gotta know. Are we going to movies? Are we? Are we gonna put at least one out? At least one independent film? Because man. Um. Um. No, I don't have. A, I don't have plans to do a movie, but we had plans to do a web series, and it was gonna be a visual web series. But instead of it being a visual web series, it's going to be an audio web series. So I'm putting that together now. Dope. Dope. Man, man, man. You are awesome. I appreciate you blessing my platform tonight, man. You brightened up my motherfucking day and shit. For real, <laughs> oh, for man, real. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for having me. Uh, y'all get in tune with Mags, man. She got she got something different. And salute to you, man, and keep pushing. You know, you 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 know you know how to reach me. I'm always here. I appreciate this conversation. We definitely gonna get a part two because I got a whole lot more stories to tell. Indeed, a whole bunch of other shit to tell. Yes, yes, so, yes. Uh oh. Black Cat 2021. I'm everywhere. Uh, always betterhouse.com and just everywhere in these podcast streets. We on there. Also, we uh we got the podcast debates coming up January 5th. Yes. We got we got Uncle Dolomite taking on coaches don't play. Dope. January eighth. January eighth we got Timo versus Miss Q from the Pillow Talk with the T. Mm. We also got we also got Sharice from Grown Ass Folks. Uh oh. Drew versus the World. Uh, we also got uh Cool Out Corner versus uh Conversations with Lamp. Mm. And uh, one more. No, I think that's all. Of them. They could be oh, calling yeah. you the Godfather, Big Smash, in a minute. That's what the fuck gonna be your next moniker out here? God damn it! Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate you, man. Like man, I said, anybody, you know, if anybody know how to reach me, you know how to reach me. I'm coming, and that's just what it is. Indeed, indeed. Man, you have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. It's the first day. We taking it all in, goddamn. We taking it all in, goddamn it. Shit. 
Y'all don't forget, tune in, Bet the House Podcast, all streaming platforms, YouTube, every, Spotify, every, all that shit. Friday. Go get every that Friday shit. Yes, every Friday, new episodes, new content. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Thanks again. You have a wonderful evening. Love, peace, and hair grease. All right, you too. Later. Thank you for joining us in the Wolf Den this week. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and visit our website at wolfpussymonologues.com for your weekly wolf pussy therapy. Howl at you soon. Thank you.